0: Good morning, Calvary. Uh, Just to make good use of the time here, how many of you all uh, know that I'm not a guest speaker? Well, let me start at the square one. How many of you all know that I'm not Pastor Stewart? (laughs) Okay, good, 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 good. And so how many of you all... No, I've been here before, and some of you all were uh, probably youth when I spoke to you before. Uh, It's been a few years ago, but anyway, I came and had a great time, um, but also was here just recently. Uh, for a Wednesday night occasion, had an opportunity to speak to you as well. So, so Sue and I go way back. I'm, I'm, I'm at home, well at home here, and so I need everybody to take a deep breath and relax, okay? Just relax. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to 1 Chronicles. Uh, while you're doing that, I'd like to uh, bring you greetings from uh, uh, Dr. Archery at the uh, SBC, as uh, Pastor Andy uh, mentioned it, as he referred to me as being the pastor two pastors Uh, I'm one of many who serve from the staff of the SBC, and uh, so it is a joy as an ambassador and also as one to encourage and strengthen pastors as well as congregations. So bring you greetings from him and all of the staff there. I want to thank you all for your ongoing and continued support of the efforts of the SBC. How many of you all know that the enemy is at work? Yeah, he is. Okay. So we just have to understand that uh, John 17, Jesus prayed for unity among his body, and we want to stay right there in unity, and certainly act in one accord. And so uh, I bring you greetings there. Also, I uh, have an LLC, which is uh, Gaffe Solutions Ministries. Uh, And out of that, I do the same thing that I do at the SBC, but only across uh, denominations and to folks of the body of Christ as well as pastors. So anytime there's a time and a place to encourage and strengthen the body of Christ, anybody understand fully that you need encouragement. Okay, so we all need that. I need encouragement. I need strengthening. And so that's my passion. That's how I'm gifted. That's how the Lord put me together. So if you don't want to be encouraged and strengthened this morning, I'll give you an opportunity to leave now. But if you do, hang in there. Uh, I am told that there's a second service of which I'll be, uh, hopefully I'll, if, (laughs) they may get seamless. It may just just run right on through to, to about lunchtime. Um, but anyway, so I've got to let you all out at a reasonable amount of time, I understand. Uh, I also understand this is being streamed, and I want to welcome our, uh, uh, the body of Christ. Those who are watching us now uh, through the airwaves, we're glad to have you all with us as well. And, um, and so, oh, and uh, <laughs> this lady over here, uh, looking at her cell phone right now, uh, would, be, would be my lovely bride. No one knows you're here, baby. Would be my lovely bride of uh, 40 years. And uh, yeah, come on, put your hands together. Y'all, are, you, if, if you husbands have to have any ounce of sense in you, 40 years is not a given. <laughs> and so I've been blessed to have her with me on this particular trip. And uh, also, too, there are some resources that I brought now. Men, don't, get per- don't take this personal. But I t- brought two resources for you all. One is a CD that says, Adam, where are you? And the other one is, Men Wanted, Apply Within. Uh, if you're a man, raise your hand. I just want to be able to take a picture of you, so I don't want you to. <laughs> Do not go by that table without getting one of these books. My wife will be there. She'll give you a great smile, but better yet, I would rather you have that resource in your hand. Also, two, 31 days of unconditional love is a devotional for the body of Christ to encourage and strengthen his body. We need to be encouraged and strengthened in the times in which we live in right now. Uh, the enemy is greatly at work. And if we remember out of Ephesians chapter 6, we will find in verse 12 uh, 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 flesh and blood is not our problem, right? Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're not the problem. <laughs> and also make sure you tag this unless you're the problem. <laughs> And so we have to be wise enough to know that the things that are happening is happening in the spirit. So if we're fighting against flesh and battling flesh, uh, we already lost the battle. And so we have to do this battle on our knees in prayer and in the activity that God has given us. So this morning's word, this morning's title, lesson title or sermon title, however you want to choose it, an attitude of gratitude. We're coming off of Thanksgiving, and I want to confess to you right now, even at, up until this morning for breakfast uh, in my room, I, I, I kind of polished off a, 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 a dot roll. Yeah, see, no one knows about that. That's a secret in the, in the land of bakery. bakery. Has anybody never heard of a dot roll? U crops roll? Oh, okay. okay, I just want to make sure I'm in the right uh, place Oh, anyway, anyway, so my wife brought some of those along. It was just like the last of the Thanksgiving feast that we had on, I guess, Friday with the family, and it's uh, just been a celebratory time. But even through knowing that I was coming here today after Thanksgiving, how many of you all had a great Thanksgiving? Yeah, and you know, this time of year it kind of weighs on me a couple of ways in that we celebrate, and we get pretty wild and crazy for a day. <laughs> And then, next thing you know, it's Black Friday. Somebody say amen, <laughs> amen if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so, so, but I think we need to pause here a moment and, and think about what God intended when he uh, gave us the breath to give him thanks. Amen? So, I've titled this The Attitude of Gratitude. Um, uh, I'm going to take it from uh, First Chronicles. And chapter 16, I was debating with myself this morning in my quiet time whether I was going to read all of this, but I think we can glean enough of this to understand David here now is setting the pace for what the body of Christ Israel is going to uh, be doing in the way of honoring and worshiping and praising and thanking God. And uh, I don't like to do Thanksgiving uh, messages because I have one who understands that giving thanks is an eternal lifestyle. When we give things, we can't have just a day of celebration and call it turkey. And I promise you, there's no one in this building right now that likes to eat more than I do. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy that, and I don't want you all to agree with me too much, else I'll start getting sensitive. But, but, but there's no one in here that, that likes to eat more than I do. But I recognize, even in this pea brain size that I have, I have always been this wonderful. I really haven't. Um, um, I used to be one who used to roll big flat, uh, big fat, um, um, if, uh, do you all know what joints are? Oh, yeah. I'm going to stay right over here, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to roll big fat joints and get plenty high off of marijuana. Uh, I used to shove cocaine up these nose and I used to, dr- oh, wait a minute, it's not that painful. Listen, hang on a second here. Some of you are looking at me like I've got two heads, <laughs> like you all don't understand what I'm talking about. But no, 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 that's the way I was. I used to drink with the best of them. I've handled a few happy hours in my day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because those are the folks I really got to talk to this morning, the ones who understand what happy, happy hour, if you understand what happy hour is, raise your hand. Yeah, help me in here this morning. Don't make it look like I'm the only one. Lord have mercy. But let me just say this, then Jesus came. Oh, you know when we look in the scripture and we say, but God? Yeah, then Jesus came. Let me tell you something. He turned my whole life around. There is not a soul in this building right now that can convince me, or never will it ever be, that this isn't true. Because I'm a living product of it. Yeah, people like to talk about you when you went, when, what you were, but I want to talk to you about what we are. And that's a different place. That's a different place. And so, and so, there is something about Thanksgiving that just isn't an event for me. It is that ongoing lifestyle of giving thanks to Him. Because, was it not? if it were not for God, some of you wouldn't be under this conversation this morning, in this conversation this morning. I might not be in this conversation this morning if it wasn't for God. So anyway, did I tell you First Chronicles? Did I tell you where to turn? I don't want you to... Oh, did I tell you 16? Oh, look at you all. You all actually pay attention. Stu, <laughs> Stuart's done a good job. Here, let me read a little bit of this if, uh, to you, if you will, and then I'm going to... Uh, we'll, we'll see what the Lord does from here. Uh, let's pick it up in verse 8. Now, a little backdrop on this. You know, Israel has lost the ark. It lost the presence of God in a battle, if you will. I was actually taken from him, and I don't know that we're much different today. Um, I, I want to hear the church's voice in the culture, but it's kind of hard. It's a little faint, isn't it? I mean, I need to hear some amens if you understand what I'm saying, or if you agree with me, okay? I'm not begging for amens, but I'm just saying. I, I, I'm happy to teach you where to go if you don't know. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. And so, and so, we're the light and salt of the culture, of the society, of the land, if you will. That's what God... Uh, anointed Israel as, and here again it applies to the church, Um, light provides a way. We're never supposed to uh, uh, defeat the culture. We're just supposed to light up the path so that the culture knows where Jesus is. We're supposed to point them to Jesus. You know as salt, we're supposed to uh, provide flavor for the narrative that's in the culture. How many of you all know that the narrative in the culture is jacked up? Yeah, we're warming up now. Okay, okay. So I don't want you to know more about the culture than you know about Jesus. Oh, let me say that again. I don't want you to know more about the culture than you do about Jesus. You see, because the culture doesn't have a chance unless they know about Jesus. Ah. And so let me read this. Let me read this. Uh, I'm going to pick up in verse 8. And so uh, in, in, in a little bit of the backdrop, uh, Dave is getting ready to do a little uh, an anointing here. But he's going to uh, instruct Israel of how we do this thing of worship and praise and thanksgiving unto God. And so he, he sets some things in order. And I'll just pick up in verse 8 because of the time. Are we there? I love this. Can I start in verse 7? Will you let me start in verse 7? This is great. Then on that day, David first assigned Asaph, he's the worship leader, and his relatives, that's the praise team, to give thanks to the Lord. Yeah, he assigned them to give thanks to the Lord. I want you to look at, I mean, I want you to just take as a little subset here as Levites. When you look at the Levites uh, in Scripture, you'll find uh, those Levites will be a part of the remnant. Now, the remnant are those who are guaranteed to worship God let me say this again they are guaranteed to worship God but they are also guaranteed to be fed by God you see we can't worship him unless we are taught how he wants to be worshipped we can't come in here and sing two songs three songs on Sunday morning and and go home and say we worshipped Him. oh because worship is not in the song worship is in the heart in fact if we don't worship till we get here we are already behind the, the game Somebody say amen if you know what I mean. We've just had the snot beat up. Can I say snot? Yes. We just had the snot beat out of us from Monday through Saturday and we show up on Sunday morning for 30 minutes and think we 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 went in the battle. Are You kidding me? So, 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 so David says, verse 8. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Speak of all his wonders. Verse 10, glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Seek the Lord and his strength, strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his wonderful deeds, which he has done, his marvels and the judgments from his mouth. Oh, seed of Israel, his... Now, seed of Israel. That's what I want you to think kind of remnant. Uh, uh, you should know today before you get out of this building whether you're a remnant or not or whether you're part of the remnant. You're not, you're not automatically part of the remnant. You can't say Avalon to Calvary and think that's what it means to be part of the remnant. We got far too many people coming to churches this day and time and very few coming to Christ. And that's a different location. Yeah, if you're coming to Christ, you can have church anyway. Lord, I need a amen louder than that. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're if you coming to Christ, you can have church anywhere. One of the best places to have church is in Walmart. Did I tell you all that? (laughs) Ah, you'll find the the multitude in Walmart. And you can do a day's work in Walmart. Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm fixing to preach here in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to give you some instruction. When you go to Walmart, if you're serious about coming to Christ, if you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, don't go in there and buy anything. I know that's a struggle for some of you, but go in there, just go in there to to, to do a day's work work in the kingdom of God. Don't go down the aisles where the cereal and the candy is. Don't go there. Nobody's hanging out in those aisles for any length of time. You know why? Because they already know what they want. Go over to the produce section. That's where the evangelism work really begins. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. I purposely go into the local Walmarts when I go, or food lines, just either way, it doesn't matter, and I go to the produce section. I got a basket because I look like everybody else. I just got a basket. You don't even really have to have anything in it. But you go to the produce section and you tell them this, as you're hovering over some fruit. Now, one thing about hovering over fruit, you're going to be there a little bit longer because nobody's just going to get a piece of fruit and put it in the bag. Ladies, do you know what I'm talking about? The men don't. We just, you know, <laughs> we won't notice that it has a rotten spot on it until we get it home. But, 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 but what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> those of you who are professionals, you understand you're going to look at each piece of fruit and you're going to put it in. You're going to look at the right potatoes and all. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, see, it takes a little time for that, doesn't it? And that's where you got them. Because while they're hanging out looking at fruit, you just lean over to them and you say, are you going to be ready? <laughs> If you haven't traumatized them by that point, especially if you're a black man in an all-white environment at Walmart, if you haven't traumatized them, or vice versa for that matter, if you haven't traumatized them at that point, they'll look up at you and they'll say what? Ready for what? what? Look at you. Yeah, because they didn't know that answer right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll look up at you and go, ready for what? When you hear that phrase, the door has just been opened for you to share Jesus Christ with them. You didn't force it on them. You didn't make them ask you. But the moment they ask you, woe be unto you if you walk away and say, well, I just wanted to know. No. Tell them about Jesus right there. Now, two things will happen. Either they will be ready and they'll let you know. I've had that happen a number of times. Yeah, he can come right now. I love those. Then we just have church right there in Walmart. And the other ones, the the ones who are traumatized and trying to pretend like they're not, they will just sort of, you know, have an answer and they really do want you to leave or, 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 or they will have that conversation with you. And I've had that happen as well. And I've also had the opportunity to share Jesus. That's what it's all about. So anyway, I don't even know how we talked about that. But if you're a true remnant... You're going to do that anyway. Can't keep you from doing it. A true remnant is not looking to just evangelize. A true remnant is looking to be a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Looking to be that, wants to be that, bound to be that. Cannot rest without being in that. You don't have to ask a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ to serve in a church. Oh, a hush fell over the room. No, oh, please, come on, Ellen. <laughs> Let me say this again. You don't have to beg a true disciple because Jesus says in Mark 10, 45, uh, the Son of God didn't come to be served, but to... Oh, y'all know that scripture, do you? And so as David is setting the, the backdrop to what we're about to do, he is praise and worship. He's teaching Israel that that's going to happen. I want you to look at verse 11. You'll see the word Continually. I want you to look at verse 37. You'll see the word continually. I want you to look at verse 40. You'll see the word continually. I was going to read all of that whole chapter, but I'll just say for the sake of time, uh, 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 there is an element that God is trying to reinforce in us that thanksgiving to him is continual. It's not a day or two days. It's continual. How many of you will believe that uh, Oxygen is essential. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, so is Thanksgiving. Oh, remember when he formed the man in the garden and he scooped up some, yeah, some dirt. Ooh, who said dirt? You said that so definitely. Yeah, and you're so right. Yeah, yeah. Look, 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 Turn to your neighbor in your seat beside and just tell him you a piece of Dirt. Dirt yeah 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 well 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 well. we all held from that we all came from that he scooped it up but then he shaped it and molded it and then then he flew oh yeah he did he put his holy breath in a piece of dirt and became a living being if you don't get that this morning i gotta ask you do you know him because that's real place that's real place life and so and so and so This thing of being continually in the Lord. Thanksgiving is a continual thing. I love it here. David assigned singers to provide praise and worship continually before the Lord. Ah, I've discovered that Thanksgiving is an attitude. How many of you all know anybody that you discovered had an attitude? (laughs) So you understand the process. Of attitude. Listen, first of all, first of all, thanksgiving, just defined biblically, is gratitude to God as an act of worship. You'll find its bedrock or foundation in Romans 12:1. I beseech you, therefore, now, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship. You see that? Living, living sacrifice. We're not throwing any more dead animals on the fire and sending up something. We're putting ourselves as living sacrifices on the on the fire. Well, how can that happen? Well, it happens the same way. A bush can be on fire and talk and night be consumed. Oh, let me say that again. Some of y'all get that at lunchtime. Listen, listen. We we're the same word, the same way. John one fourteen, and the word became. Flash, and he dwelt among him. Listen, we're supposed to be consumed by the Word of God. We're supposed to be on fire by the Word of God, not because we're so exuberant or whatever. Don't get this saved brother's life confused with just, oh, he's so enthusiastic. Enthusiastic, my foot. I was headed to hell. That's right. He opened my eyes. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And that's, you're the recipients of that this morning. He opened my eyes, and next thing you know, I'm at Calvary preaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, Thanksgiving is a gratitude toward God, gratitude toward God. We live in such a narcissistic society, self-centered society. How many of you know that there's a lot of self-centeredness in the, in the land today? All right, I'm going to keep asking questions. How many of you know that there's a lot of self-centeredness in your home? I don't mean your homes, but you know some other folks' homes that it might be in. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh Yeah, so we know self-centeredness when we see it. It has a fragrance. Anyway, thanksgiving is worship, and worship is an attitude. Worship is an attitude. In Colossians 4, 2, it says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Write that down and review it later on. An attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude. So if attitude is, is, is worship and thanksgiving is worship, we need to discover what attitude is. Uh, um, how, how many of you all have had children that you said uh, they just have an attitude? <laughs> Ooh. I, you notice I didn't say husbands and wives. I'm just saying children. We just go there, right? Yeah. Uh, God has blessed us with four wonderful adult children at this point, one grandson. But, but you know that thing, attitude? Yeah, that thing, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. And they didn't come with little attitude. Our smallest child was 10 3, 10, 3 I think. Help us with this now. Help me with this. Ten three, and our uh, largest tile was eleven seven. They and they were in that range between twenty three and eleven seven. You shaking your head. You, listen. Oh Lord. Amen. Yeah, I came to understand, but yeah, you understand out the gate, and so, and so. Attitude, what is attitude then? If, 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 if thanksgiving is gratitude, attitude, listen, is a settled way of thinking and feeling, which is reflected in behavior. The way you think about that person sitting next to you is going to govern your behavior. The men said amen. <laughs> the way you think is the way you're going to behave. So it's important to know what we're thinking. What governs our thinking? I'm going to make it easy for you. How about thoughts? Well, the best way to affect your behavior... How many of you all got some stuff you know you need to get rid of? Yeah, leave that at the altar today. I'm going to give you a chance to leave that at the altar today because we all get stuff, and sometimes stuff can get on you and you not know it, right? And then when people tell you, you just think they had lost their mind because... You don't know it's on you. And they're trying to help you. Right, wives? Help me. That's why I bought two resources for the men. But wives, let me just say this to you. Don't let these men go home without these resources. Because I'm trying to tell you, I will help you. I won't help you, but the resources will. Anyway, anyway. Attitude is developed by our thinking. In that same passage in Romans, same chapter in Romans 12, 1 uh, and, and verse 2 says this be ye not conformed to this world, some the world system, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. The mind is just the container where we house thinking. And our thoughts are there either that we put them there and worse than, well, someone else put them there and worse than that, we put them there, and we are governed by those thoughts, and we have even built fortresses around those thoughts. At 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, verse 4, 5, and 6, he said, our weapons are divine for pulling down strongholds or fortresses of which we have built around our thinking. Some of us have believed some stuff for so long that it's nothing but a deception and a lie, and we refuse to let it go because it is in us and we protect it in us and even when truth shows up we are not willing to surrender to it so that he can bring the stronghold down most of the trouble we have in life is because of our thinking premeditated is a strong word but I guarantee you you set up for most stuff it doesn't just automatically happen Uh, you know when somebody gets near you is that you have some of those thoughts that you've protected yourself for so long and God has been trying to get a, 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 an antidote of, 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 of truth to them, but we won't let them go. We won't even let Jesus come in because we'd rather it's easier for us to hold on to the thoughts because the thoughts govern our behavior. Hello? Okay, 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 okay. So, so if we have to have an attitude and, and that attitude, if it's not edified in the things of God, how, how, how would our worship be Because, see, we're going to worship like we think. And what God wants to do is he wants us to renew our mind on his word. For the word of God is powerful, is active, sharper than any two-edged sword. According to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, he says, and it will even help you understand the motive in your own heart and the intent of your own heart. That's why the enemy has tricked some of you to not get in his word. Because you want to hold on to your tradition so long and the way you've been for so long that when the word of God flashes light light on it, uh, you're exposed now, and you can either hold it in sin or you can surrender it and be free. I chose to be free. I will not be governed and and live my life according to what other people say about me. I won't even live my life about what I say about me, because if I this left to me, I'll tell you I'm a wonderful individual. <laughs> yeah, whoa, yeah, but 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 no, 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 it has to be the scripture that reveals to us who we are. You will never know who you are until you know who Jesus is. You'll never know who you are, and some of you have been on this earth way too long in that state. You've got to come to know him so you can know who you are. Once you know who you are, you will be free. For whom the sun sets free, Lord, steward is working in this way. Wow, goodness. Yes, 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 yes. So, so let me give you three quick elements because that's what pastors do, really Baptist pastors. But anyway, I'll give you three. We don't know what we do if we have to give you four, but I'm going to give you three. just want you to write them down or make note of them. First of all, if you're going to develop a God-honoring attitude, you've got to have these elements. If you don't have these elements, forget it. First of all, you've got to be saved. Salvation is... is is the Krumdul, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, 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 that, that. Anyway, it's the apex, it's the top. You got to have that. I should probably learn those words before I, before I use them, right? Yeah. It, so, 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 it is having your personal Passover salvation, your personal Passover, and you live it corporately or congregationally. You know, the personal Passover, the Passover is when uh, 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 God told uh, Israel, I'm going to bring you out of Egypt. I'm looking at some wonderful brothers and sisters in here right now who've been brought out of Egypt. Yeah, 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 yeah. For whatever reason, though, I can't get you to rejoice and, and sing hallelujah like you mean it, but you've been brought out of Egypt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's your personal Passover. And so uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 25, he says, Jesus says, as often as you do this, what? Oh, what did he say, sister? Yay, Lord, remember me. Is this one class right here? I mean, yeah. yeah. Listen, he says, remember me. Well, listen, how often should we remember him? You know who he left that up to? As often as you remember that. Do this. Remember me. How many times do you remember where he delivered you from that you could stop him, give him praise, and say thank you? Listen, I can look at you all and tell some of you are pretty jacked up. Because <laughs> I mean, it's a mirror thing. I, I knew I was pretty jacked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's your personal Passover, he delivered us from that. He delivered us from that. Listen, listen, listen. Once you have been delivered personally, now you can serve congregationally. You ever seen people in your fellowship Sometimes They just look like they're as happy as all get out. They look like they're the cat that got the canary. You ever seen those people in your midst? they in every church. Come on now, that's, that's the difference between uh, night people and morning people. Morning people are hated individuals. <laughs> they are. They're out there singing with the birds, having a great time. And then somebody else in the house wakes up, and they can't stand you chirping. Anyway, anyway, so it's your personal testimony, being pressure, as often as you do. So you got to have salvation. The next thing you got to have, and you check this in your life, if you don't have progressive sanctification, strong Greek word, if you will, but progressive sanctification, meaning that it's ongoing, ongoing, every day, setting apart under God. You've been sanctified, set apart. Under God. What? For his use and his use only. When I was blind and in the world and doing all those wild and crazy things I told you about, I was serving Satan. Because I learned as a believer, there are only two vats. There are only two barrels. You're really, you either, you either in Christ or you're in the enemy. There's no way everybody else has thought it was a gray area. There are no other hangout spots. You're either serving him or you're working against him. Even if you're sitting on the fence, you're in trouble because you're not working with it. Fence sitters are working against him. Oh, don't let it get that quiet in here because I know Stuart's done better work than that. Listen, some of you in here, you're working with him. Well, you shouldn't leave this building standing like, unless every person in here is serving him in that way. And I always say this for building uh, programs. <laughs> One of the best ways to determine whether you need to build or not is to preach the word of God. Because that'll thin out most Sister, you heard what I said that Yeah, yeah. That'll thin out most people. Yeah, when you start getting serious about truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and for God's sake, what happens when you start living it? Ooh. Satan doesn't mind if you come in and sing about it and study about it. You know, we have so many Bible studies. I never, it just, ooh. 15 Bible studies. And we're more jacked up now than we ever been. Somebody say amen if you know what I'm talking about. So you got to have progressive sanctification. It's that ongoing place. Uh, um, When you have uh, progressive sanctification going on, you will have ongoing gratification. When God begins to separate you unto himself, the gratitude that you will have from that experience, and let me tell you, it's just that. Sometimes you'll be alone with the Word, and you just have to go, mm, because God just dropped. You ever, you know, some of you all did this this past Thursday. You sat down, remember, and you bit into that uh, uh, sweet potato. What's that stuff with the pecans on top? A casserole? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, oh, or, or, or maybe uh, the dressing. Anyway, anyway, some of you sat there and did this. You bit into that, and then you said, mm. Yeah. Yes, that's a hallelujah right there. Listen, you just went, hmm. You, you didn't even have a word. <laughs> you couldn't even describe it. But all in here, there was a party going on. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying? If you don't get like that by the word of God, something's wrong with your... Yeah. Sweet potato casserole with pecans on top of it is a daily thing with God. Because that's the God we serve. Okay, I'm almost done here. Okay, okay. And then this other word, the only reason I brought this other word, we have salvation, we have progressive sanctification. Notice that's two acids. What class is this? No, really. Okay, you have. So, the only... The only way I could really do ju- uh, due diligence toward you, because d- d- some of you would go out of here messed up if I gave you another word and it didn't begin with S. I know you would. So, <laughs> you, yeah, put, this, put this in your vocabulary. Sustentation. Sustentation. Why does he want to use that? Because it begins with S. <laughs> but it just, it just means being sustained by God. Being sustained it means that God remember when Jesus prayed in John 17 uh, I have kept them while I was here uh, but now I'm coming to you and then he says keep them in your word that word kept means protected provided for sustained you know why God does that not because we need to get that uh, uh, room addition on the house no Some of us messing around trying to get a, we've we've stressed out of investing everything we had to to secure this hamburger, and God's trying to give us a full-blown cattle ranch. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just need to stop and thank him and praise him so that you can discern what it is he's trying to do. Some of you are exhausting resources to get a cattle rent, and all he wants to do is give you a hamburger. You don't even know what to do with a hamburger. But you're trying to oh Lord have mercy. Anyway, anyway, I'm almost done here. Preservation and conservation are two terms that are associated and your intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, some of us struggle in our marriages with that word intimacy, because and I'm speaking to the men now, is because we haven't learned how to be intimate with Christ. To be intimate with Christ. Remember, just so we know this now, I'm not trying to get all, we got enough of this in the, in the culture right now. Do you all realize we got more bathrooms in schools than we have classrooms? Oh, somebody say, Man, if you're not, I mean, I can't pretend about this. You know, my life was changed by Jesus Christ, so I got to call it like it is. Anyway, men and women, those who know the Lord Jesus Christ, we are a, the bride of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. And there is no groom who has a bride who doesn't desire intimacy. If the person next to you is your spouse, tell them that you desire intimacy. Now, don't mess this up if it ain't your spouse. <laughs> we got bigger problems if you do that. No, intimacy. There's, a, there's an intimacy that God desires with us. That's why he saved us. He wanted to fellowship with us. That Greek word, that koinonia. He just wanted to have community with us. He wanted to tabernacle with us. He wanted to be our God. It was never his idea to have a democratic and republican system. <laughs> Can I say that in here? Oh, here we go, here we go. So no, 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 no. He says, I will be your God. You don't need a king. I got a king. and the government shall rest on his shoulders. If you spend any time in Isaiah, you're going to learn that. Come on, Lord, have mercy. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, stand to your feet. I'm going to pray. I'm going to stop right there. I'm not done. I'm just going to stop right there. I probably should have been done. Ah, Lord God. How many of you all know this morning is going to be a little bit different? Yeah, it already is. It already is. Listen, listen. I want you to just bow your head and pray with me. I'm going to pray the end here. And I want you to wrestle what you've heard God say, not so much what you've heard me say, but the Spirit of God has been at work in this place. Father God, I thank you for those who are standing before you right now, Lord God, and I join with them. I stand with them before you. Holy Spirit, we ask right now, that you would search our hearts. See if there be any unclean thing in your people. And Father, I pray that you would give them the boldness to surrender it in this moment. Father, there are many who are under the sound of my voice, those who are listening by the airways, and even those standing right in this sanctuary right in this moment, who have never known you. They've done the church thing. They've attended a church or being part of Calvary. But they've never had a personal relationship with you. And Father God, I know that this morning, today, is their time. If you're in the sanctuary this morning and you say, Pastor Milton, I have never consciously surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to be bold enough to raise your hand right where you are. I just want to pray with you. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you died before you got off the building grounds, you don't know where you'll spend eternity. I want you to raise your hand right where you are. I can't see you by the airways, but I want, if, that, if your hand is up, I want you to pray this prayer or one like it. Dear God, I have never given my life to you. I've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. I want that today. I believe Jesus died on the cross and that you raised him to life and I want him in my life today in Jesus name if you prayed that prayer or something similar to that I promise you Jesus heard you he received you and you're in the kingdom of God in this moment now go and tell someone if you're here today and you say Pastor Milton there are some things that you touched on by the spirit of God this morning and I know that's me I'm not totally living God in a thanksgiving and a praiseworthy way. My life is not where it needs to be. I belong to him, but I need to repent this morning. If that's you in this place, I want you to raise your hand right where you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just going to pray with you. If you're here this morning you know your life is not where it needs to be, I want you to just raise your hand and say, I want to repent. I just need to repent. All over. That's right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All over this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All over this sanctuary. This is, this is the most important time of this whole service right here. If you're in this building this morning, you say, I know my life is not the way it ought to be to honor God in the way I ought to honor Him. I want you to raise your hand and say, and by that hand being up, you desire to repent right where you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit all over this place. But those of you who have raised your hand and certainly those of you who are listening by the airways, Father, you see those hands that are lifted before you, those who are desiring and crying out to you that they want to repent. And Father, we thank you that you stand ready with much compassion, compassion when you hear the cry of that voice. And so, Father, I thank you that you have received their repentance and extended them a comfort and a forgiveness that follows. Now give them peace. Give them a joy, Father, that they would have a testimony to proclaim to others that today in this church service, you comforted them. So we thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.